It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Happy Monday. Welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And, well, this is the show where the news is the conspiracy, or shall I say, the conspiracy is the news. And, well, of course, uh, this is, again, this is part of a Troubled Minds show that we used to do. And uh, we used to have an entire show where we did, like, a huge news segment in the beginning. And uh, I've been going through and editing some of those uh, to try and remove some of the news segments and put them up on the podcast feed. It's ugly. It is ugly. <laughs> uh, so it, it's a good thing that we basically the new segments just became larger and larger, taking up more and more of the show. So we just kind of broke it off and started our own news show. There was nothing but the news. And uh, that's what we're here doing. And yeah, so that's what's going on. What's happening, folks? I hope everybody out there as well. Happy Monday. Iced coffee time. But so that's the deal. We've, uh, what we're going to do is, as usual, right, the entire thing is this, just like I said in the beginning in the intro, is that it's all brainwashing all the time, right? And what that means is that uh, they don't want to tell us anything real anymore. Uh, everything they want to tell us is uh, concocted. It's phony. It's this, that, the other. It's spun. And basically, it's fake. It's fake. Uh, you know, the, the term fake news has gained traction because, yeah, well, uh, that's because the people in the press are liars. And that's just the way it is. So we're trying to counteract that and prove that you can do some news without politicizing everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just the world we live in. So as part of that and part of the show and all the rest of this, you guys know the drill. We are live and we always do the show live. If you want to be part of the show at any point today, just uh, tie, uh, dial this phone number 702-957-1037. You can go to troubledminds.org and click the discord link and join us that way. Actually, I forgot to fix that. So let me put a Discord link in the chat here. Uh, you could just get it right here. Let's do that. Let's put the Discord link in right there. All right, there we go. Okay, so uh, you can just click the Discord link right there in the chat, and it'll give you an invite to Discord, and uh, just jump in the color queue. We'll put you on. You can uh, you can talk about this, all the news we're talking about, or anything else, really, because uh, that's what this is about. This is sort of a, an open-source show, like I've always said. We get together, and we talk about cool stuff. We talk about things that uh, should be talked about more, and um, as part of that, if you think I'm full of crap, well, you're welcome to call me, because guess what? I'm unafraid, and that's just the way it is and uh, like I, like I've said before and I'll continue to say all these uh, little keyboard warriors that want to you know drop the one-liners and go hide uh, well no we don't do that here uh, the phone number is live and the discord is live and if you got a problem with me or anything I say well there you go boom just give me a call and of course right I'll even be nice to you if, even if you have a problem with the things I do and say yeah so there you go like I said there's there's a um, 
Oh, I don't know. There's a thousand ways to put that. I'll just leave it at that. I could, I could ramble on about that because you know it's uh, it's frustrating the world we live in with the, the troll culture, as it were, where everybody thinks they're a good, funny troll, but really, in reality, they're just an asshole. And the the internet is covering up that fact. So it's a shame. It's a shame. So anyway, uh, that's why let's uh, let's counteract that. We don't have to be trolls. Uh, trolling is an art form, like I was saying the other night on the Discord, and uh, it, people have lost the plot, and they think just being an asshole is a troll and it's not that's not what a troll is so anyway let's just uh let's talk about the news then so uh, as you know 702-957-1037 there it is uh blah 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 and here we go let's begin with this let's see what is this let's get this out of the way we don't need that we need this there we go all right so let's okay everything looks good 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 okay all right we're gonna start with this because I, I love these lists uh, after i clicked on the first list it keeps feeding me these amazing lists about the worst or the best or worst cheap beer in America. And this is amazing. So um, just uh, just for a happy Monday, because why the hell not? Let's talk about beer in America, shall we? So this is uh, from bestlifeonline.com. And the headline is, this is the most popular cheap beer in America, according to data. All right. Got to love the data, right? All right. So, yeah, let's just burn through the list here. Uh, of course. Yeah. Miller Lite, number 10. Mm, beer. Uh, number nine, Stroh's. Oh, Stroh's classic. Uh, number eight, Keystone Light. Ooh, gross. Uh, I haven't seen a good beer yet. Let's see. Uh, number seven, Ying, Yingling. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, uh, my brother says this is actually pretty good. I've never had Yingling. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, there you go. It's number seven, cheap beer, I guess, in, in the United States. Uh, number six. Yeah, that's right. Keystone. Mm, yummy. Uh, number five, Budweiser. Gross. Uh, uh, Coors Light, number four. <laughs> Bud Light, number three. What do you got? What do you, what, what do you guys think is number one? This is one of those ones where I was like, what? All right. Number two is Michelob Ultra. I don't think I've had any of these beers. Uh, and then we've got, that's right, the number one cheap beer in America is Natty Light. Natural Light. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now, far and away the most popular cheap beer in America, Natural Light, affectionately referred to as Natty Light, was the most searched for cheap beer in the following 10 states. Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Maine, North Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, and Utah. Ooh. 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I love these lists because, well, uh, a lot of these beers, I forgot they exist. So it's nice to maybe uh, kind of, uh, you know, revisit at some point. And, uh, well, there it is. Uh, the the Internet has spoken. And Natty Light is the number one most popular cheap beer in America. And, well, there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> what's the proper says? Pennsylvania is of Yingling, and it is truly awful. Okay, well, there you go. Now I know. Now I know it is uh, pretty much, I think, any, anywhere on this list is probably not the greatest. Uh, there are other better options. But I just thought it was funny because, well, if they're going to keep sending me lists of uh, the best cheap beers in America, I'm going to just keep talking about them because that's really funny. But okay, uh, actually, so since we're doing that, and in the name of transparency, per usual, there you go. There's the uh, most popular cheap beer. And let's uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's go to sciencealert.com. Sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself. And cheap beer, well, is a great way to laugh at yourself. Okay, sciencealert.com reports this. Ingenuity is so good, NASA's Mars helicopter mission just got an exciting update. If you guys remember when this happened, there was a um, kind of a weirdness of uh, the helicopter itself, right? Uh, the Mars helicopter. And, you know, remember there were only like five missions scheduled or something like that. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's it. Um, but it was just scheduled, not like uh, the lifetime of the thing, all right? Not the lifetime of the Mars helicopter. So I misunderstood, and apparently this thing just keeps on flying, and they're going to keep on doing some amazing things. So Ingenuity is so good, NASA's Mars helicopter just got an exciting update. Yep. Uh, oh, maybe this is right. Look at that. It was only supposed to fly five times. All right. So that was. That seems an awful lot of money to only fly five times, but... 
And yet NASA's helicopter on Mars, Ingenuity, has completed 12 full flights and isn't ready to retire. Uh, given its stunning and unexpected success, the U.S. Space Agency has extended Ingenuity's mission indefinitely. Yeah, baby, yeah, now we're talking. The tiny helicopter has become the regular travel companion of the rover Perseverance, whose core mission is to seek signs of ancient life on Mars. Uh, quote, everything is working so well, said Josh Ravitch, the head of Ingenuity's mechanical engineering team. We're doing better on the surface than we had expected. Hundreds of people contributed to the project, though only about a dozen currently retain day-to-day roles. Ravitch joined the team five years ago. When I got the opportunity to come work on the helicopter project, I think I had the same reaction as anybody else. Is that even possible yeah maybe right so his initial doubts were understandable the air on mars has a density equivalent to only one percent that of earth's atmosphere by way of comparison flying a helicopter on mars would be like flying one in the thin air nearly 20 miles above earth nor was it easy getting to mars in the first place of course all that good stuff so okay anyway blah blah we, we know all this but the cool part is this on april 19th ingenuity carried out its maiden flight blah blah all right give us the uh Give us the the updates. Basically, this thing's going to just keep flying until it breaks, I guess, which is kind of nice. I mean, uh, if it was only going to be five times, then uh, that's that, that's a, a tragic shame. But we got a helicopter on Mars. Let's fly this MFR, right? Let's get it up there. Uh, so now it's being sent uh, out to scout the way per- for the Perseverance rover using its high-resolution color camera. The purpose, uh, the ongo- its ongoing mission, to seek out new life. I'm sorry, uh, I got a little caught up. Uh, the, the, the there you go. The, the purpose is twofold: chart a path, and uh, also. Uh, wait, I gotta read the whole sentence. The purpose is twofold: to chart a path for the rover that is safe, but also, which is of scientific interest. Notably in geological terms. See, I can slow down. You'll see. One of these days, you'll see. Ken Farley, who who heads Perseverance's science team, explained how photos taken by Ingenuity during its 12th flight showed that a region dubbed South Setha, S-E-I-T-H-A, was of less interest than scientists had hoped. As a result, the rover might not be sent there. All right, well, that's good. So at least there's that, and um, uh, we still want to know why no, nobody's over in Cydonia, because, well, what's going on over there? Uh, nothing to see there, right? Definitely nothing to see. Uh, so anyway, uh, after more than six months on the Red Planet, the little drone-like craft has gained a growing following on Earth. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Does it have its own social media accounts now? Yeah, I hope not. Um, so anyway... Uh, what explains its longevity? Uh, the the environment has been very cooperative so far. The temperatures, the wind, the sun, the dust in the air. It's still very cold, but it could have been a lot worse, said Ravitch. In theory, the helicopter should be able to keep operating for some time. But the impro- the approaching Martian winter will be challenging. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm a little excited about this only because, well, they're, they're going to keep on flying. And you may as well keep on flying, right? If you got the ability, keep on trucking. Just keep on trucking. And, uh, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on this as hopefully they get some uh, some nice scouting photographs and all the rest of this stuff. But um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, and, by the way, I don't have the article up, but China actually uh, just unveiled their plan for a Mars helicopter. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I didn't pull... Uh, let me find it, actually. Let me find it. There you go. If you guys want to be part of the show, it's 702-957-1037. Let's see. And, by the way, let's see. The Chinese Mars helicopter. Uh, let's see. Mm, where is it? There it is. There it is. Oh, yep. Okay, here we go. All right. So I got it, because why not? Let's add it to this to the to the list of things we're talking about. Check this out. This is kind of crazy. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, China develops miniature helicopter to accompany future Mars missions. And by the way, by the way, doesn't that look familiar? <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Wow. Very much true to the Chinese style. Yep, yeah, they ripped it off. 
<laughs> they ripped it off. What's up, Gibby? They're just flying around out in Arizona. Yeah, I hope not. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> That'll be colossally disappointing. Uh, um, but okay, uh, there you go. So Ingenuity, there's a the little helicopter, and uh, there's the Chinese version, which is basically almost the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there there you go. Uh, you've got you've got the link, and uh, yeah, there you go. They, they, China ripped it off, and well, that's the, just the way it is, isn't it? Okay, uh, let's go to uh, speaking of space, um, and well, we know there's uh, issues on Earth, right? Regarding, um, let's say, oh, I don't know, the little thing called a pandemic. All right, that little thing. Well, there's well, okay. Before we do this, let's actually take a quick break. And get a word from our sponsor, which, of course, is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's get back to uh, the the matter at hand, which is the news. Uh, all right, so this is from theguardian.com, and uh, the Guardian's kind of trash most times, but uh, let's see, let's see what they're trying to tell us. Like I said before the quick break, there uh, we have a mm, a pandemic, right? Uh, as we're told, and so this is the thing: uh, viruses may exist elsewhere in the universe. Warns a scientist. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You can't escape it no matter where you go. The COVID pandemic already has turned life as we know it upside down. Though, by the way, life before it was already upside down. Don't try and fool us. We're not stupid. And this continues. No doubt prompted some people to want to leave the planet. Now, a leading scientist has warned that viruses may not only be found on Earth, but might occur should life exist elsewhere in the universe. Professor Paul Davies, an astrobiologist, cosmologist, and director of the Beyond Center for Fundamental Concepts in Science at Arizona State University, said that the idea of aliens ranges from microbial life to super advanced civilizations that might be signaling us. Uh, But Davies backed up the idea that a wide range of microbes and other microscopic agents would probably be needed to support life as a whole, whatever form it takes. And it seems viruses or something that performs a similar role could be part of the equation. Viruses actually form a part of the web of life, said Davies. I would expect that if you've got microbial life on another planet, you're bound to have, if you're going to be sustainable and sustain, the full complexity and robustness that will go with being able to exchange genetic information. And there you go. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so just in case you thought you could escape to space, well, um, we've got another thing coming. And uh, there it is. You can't get away. Even uh, Robbie the Robot or whatever's going on out there lost in space, yep, probably going to be uh, nailed with some uh, space pathogens or something. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep, there, <laughs> there it is. Night Sucker says, you can never escape and in space no one can hear you cough and uh, robert says that alpha centauri virus is nasty exactly so uh here we go this is um this is the beauty of the news and well the uh the <laughs> the, the the funniness of well there you go so you can't escape you just can't escape it guys i'm sorry make sure you take your uh, your ivermectin and your hydroxychloroquine with you into space <laughs> because you may need them uh, i'm just kidding uh, that's i, I realize you can't say those two things but i just said them anyway here we go uh uh, what else do we got viruses said davies can be thought of as a mobile genetic elements Uh, indeed a number of studies have suggested genetic material from viruses has been incorporated into the genomes of humans and other animals by a process known as horizontal gene transfer quote a friend of mine thinks most but certainly a significant fraction of the human genome is actually of a viral origin said davies whose new book what's eating the universe was published last week there you go the book is called what's eating the universe Mm, 
delicious, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so blah, 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 you know, uh, blah, 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 words, 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 more of the article. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yes, <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. Uh, James says at least space viruses aren't airborne. <laughs> well, yeah, make sure to wash your hands in space. Okay, anyway, uh, so there it is, uh, and that's what we have, and, well, let's uh, let's keep on trucking. Uh, speaking of um, uh, viral and uh, thing is viral in China, uh, let's go to this. Yeah, this is why YouTube is freaking out and doing all those shorts and all the other craziness. Look at this from the BBC. TikTok overtakes YouTube for average watch time in the U.S. and the U.K. Think about that. YouTube, right, is basically ubiquitous, the world over. Like, everybody goes to YouTube. Everybody knows YouTube. It's the brand, right, for video. Well, yep, that's right. TikTok overtakes YouTube for average watch time. Now, the crazy part about that is TikTok videos are short and tiny and small, right? However, they've overtaken YouTube for average watch time. So what does that tell you about YouTube's average watch time and why when you do a long video like this, well, you're dealing with watch time metrics that are uh, TikTok, TikTokian, let's call it TikTokian, uh, which is like a minute, right? One minute videos. So anyway, data from app monitoring firm App Annie indicates that average time per user spent on the apps is higher for TikTok, indicating high levels of engagement. Uh, app Annie characterized TikTok as having upended the streaming and social landscape. However, YouTube retains the top spot for overall time spent, not per user, as it has many more users overall. The Google-owned video giant has an estimated 2 billion monthly users, and TikTok's most recent public figures suggest it had about 700 million in mid-2020. Uh, so, as we know, uh, TikTok is actually a Chinese spy weapon. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. That's that's the interesting part about TikTok. Well, well, I guess if we're going to be clear, that would make YouTube an American spy weapon. So just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, but okay. Anyway, so uh, re let's see regarding this. I thought uh, uh, this is the thing, right? So if TikTok continues to take over, I mean, it's, you, you got to think about it, right? It only made sense in the old days. There were like blogs. There's still blogs, right? Where you write the whole article, you know, it's very much like these, these uh, the websites with the news, right? You write the whole article in there, blah, blah. Then, then came Twitter and they called it micro blogging, right? And it was like, what, 124 characters or some shit like this. But, right, so it made sense that it, you had videos that you just, you know, created a video site that had just super short videos. And here we are, right? Here we are. It's like, uh, what's next? Yeah, wait till VR videos come and you get a VR TikTok, right? I mean, that's going to be the next step. But yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, here, see the, the chat talking about people's attention spans. That is true too, right? Where people kind of can't even go through a single thought. Um, and, and is it part of the dumbing down of the populace? Has anybody actually watched TikTok, by the way? Um, there's some horrifying, like really, really super popular TikToks where you're just like, holy shit, are people really watching this? And you check and it's got like tens of millions of views. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, uh, like horrifically bad. Just like what? This is what TikTok is? Okay. All right. Anyway, so YouTube still leads TikTok. We just read that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, okay. Anyway, so there you go. So if you, it just depends on who want, who you want spying on you, uh, whether you want the Chinese or the Americans. And that's, well, that's what we're talking about right now. Cause why the hell not? Right. Why the hell not? Okay. So where are we at time wise? I think everything's fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? How are you? What's up rivers? I've always thought TikTok is for kids. Well, no, go watch. You'll see it's for kids. And, um, mm, Let's say, hmm, what's, what's the nicest way to put this? I think I'm just, you, you know how they say when you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all? I'm going to just shut my mouth and not, not try. All right. So anyway, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, there you go. Average watch time, all this other stuff. Interesting, right? Interesting. And that's why YouTube shorts is a thing. By the way, YouTube shorts is a thing because they're scared of TikTok. All right, let's continue. Let's keep on trucking, shall we?
And there's this. Yep. I talked about this actually like a couple news shows ago. And this is the thing, again, that pisses me off the most about the way the media treats climate change, right? Climate change is this. Uh, this is from businessinsider.com. And yes, you guessed it. If you feel that the world's environment is doomed after the raging summer of hurricanes, floods and wildfires, you could be suffering from eco anxiety. Uh oh, and I did say this uh, about our our children. How they go into these schools and they just bombard them with the end of the world type talk, right? That is not healthy. I'm sorry, that's not healthy. When you have children that are literally led to believe their adulthood will be cut short because of climate change. Okay, now. Really, honestly, does anybody actually believe that to be the case? Like, think about that. Just think about that. In the length of one human lifetime, we're being told, or no, no, our children are being told that they may not live out a full life because of climate change, right? So, of course, we talked about it, like I said, a couple of weeks back, whatever it was, when you have, uh, when you have, um, uh, well, this the climate alarmism. All right. It's we, we are damaging like the psyche of the world. It's uh, it, uh, Night Stalker talks about rituals. Maybe this is it. Right. Maybe this is the fear ritual to bring in the archons. It's the uh, it's the, <laughs> I have no idea. But right. You see what I'm saying? Like, who knows what the hell's going on here other than like fear cells. Right. It's always fear, 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 fear. And again, don't get me wrong. Clearly, billions. of I always say this billions. of I'm not a climate denier. I'm just saying, don't you think there's a better way to actually push this message? I would think so. Uh, so anyway, you may be suffering from eco-anxiety, eco-anxiety, and uh, that's just the way it is. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Here we go. Uh, Jenny Ferreira's husband brought home the newspaper one day because he thought the front page story would interest his wife. Instead, it almost made her faint. The year was 2008, and some of the leading oil companies in the world were announcing plans to extract more oil from Canada's tar sands, a move that would prove detrimental to the environment. And, of course, Ferrara, who was originally from Texas but lives in Denmark, had felt pessimistic about the environment for many years. But the headline that day tipped her over the edge. You see what's going on here, people? You see what is happening. And it's not... Okay, it's not fair. This is this is one of those situations where if they continually lie, 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 lie. Again, you can go back. We've done it before on this show. Pulled up old articles from like 2003 that said by 2020, Greenland will be underwater and shit like this. Right. Which clearly, well, did not come to pass. So you tell me, right? Climate alarmism, is it damaging the psyche of the world? I think it is. I think that uh, the, the way they irresponsibly report this stuff and, you know, again, right, even with the hurricanes and stuff, they're all saying that, like, it's climate change. It's climate change. There's never been flooding like this ever. Really? It's climate change. The, the, the fires in California. Every year, year over year, a new high water mark. That's a bad... Uh, a new high fire mark in California. Every year, year after year, right? Of course, there are other, other circumstances at play, but nobody talks about that shit because that's not part of this, the fear narrative. So anyway, I, I got a question. Does anybody out there actually have eco-anxiety? Do you read this stuff and just like pass out like this woman did when her husband brought home the newspaper in 2008? Think about that. In 2008. Eight. Right? What's that? Nine years ago. Nine years ago. So, okay. Once again, has the world ended since? Of course not. Don't be silly. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not that guy, but I am the guy that thinks the the media at large is out of control with this stuff. Out of control. I'm not going to get into the climate science and the feedbacks and the all this other stuff. I'm not going to talk about that. But what I am going to talk about is the irresponsibility of the press, which is, yeah. So does anybody out there actually have eco-anxiety? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, when I looked, I when I looked, just looked at the front page, I practically went comatose. 
Ferrara recalled to Insider. It feels like you're suddenly zooming in on something. Your body goes a bit numb and everything around you goes quiet. You lose all energy and question your will to live, she said. Yeah. Yeah. Question your will to live. You see what I'm saying? And they're doing this to our children in the name of education. You see? Now, now, right, we get activists like Greta out of this, right? And again, I think she's damaged. I think, I think, unfortunately, this poor young lady has been subjected to this climate alarmism her entire life and has been indoctrinated into the cult of... That's right. Climate catastrophe. And, well, um, as we know, the climate's been wrecking shit on Earth forever. Forever, by the way. Forever. Okay? As long as there have been weather patterns on Earth, it's been wrecking shit. Because that's just what the weather does. It also has very nice days as well. Anyway, you get my point. Climate catastrophe. Eco-anxiety. I think I need a shirt that says eco-anxiety because, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. This is the type of stuff that drives me insane because let it go, people. Step off. Back up. Just breathe. Breathe. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Yeah. There you go. CNN 2008. North Pole could be ice-free this summer, scientists say. Is that right? I'm telling you, and you could dig up tons of articles like that where they just are wrong and wrong and wrong again. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Troubled Minds News. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. Let's keep trucking, shall we? Keep on trucking. Let's leave the eco-anxiety in the rearview mirror and go to Salon. Salon Salon.com. All right. Here we go. Scientists say a telescope on the moon could advance physics. Yeah, now we're talking, and they're hoping to build one. The moon's lack of atmosphere and darkness uh, could offer unique observations of the universe. I've been saying a while now, it probably makes sense to build a telescope on the far side of the moon, right? Uh, for many, many examples of, you know, the moon really doesn't have anything decay. If you set it up in like a pretty robust manner, you could have a telescope working for maybe dozens or hundreds of years who knows uh, pretty good stuff but anyway so humans are reliant on the moon for more than we realize blah 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 in, in addition to the moon's vital effects on earth this enchanting orb that has mesmerized humans since history began could play a critical role in furthering our understanding of the early universe if only we could build an observatory there and uh well uh, yeah why not interestingly there is now a plan in development to do just that in april 2020 the national aeronautics and space administration you guessed it nasa see this is the crazy part did you know that nasa actually doesn't stand for never a straight answer it actually stands for that uh the national aeronautics and space administration i'm just saying anyway they awarded the lunar crater radio telescope project five hundred thousand dollars for further research and development the premise of this project is that a massive radio telescope would be built by robots on the far side of the moon in a 100 meter long bowl-shaped crater with the mission of observing radio wavelengths that are 10 meters and longer. Pretty good stuff, right? I think this is, well, uh, what's taking us so long, damn it. I think, I think, I think it's because the aliens told us not to come back, right? That's one theory. That's one theory why we didn't go back to the moon. The other, one of the other theories, by the way, is we never went in the first place. Hmm, uh, I'm not so sure about that. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Let's see what one might wonder. Why the moon? Isn't this something that we can do here on Earth? Uh, The truth is that there's only so much data we can gather about the universe from Earth, in part due to its own limitations of our planet when it comes to observing the night sky. 
Earth's dense atmosphere, light pollution, and man-made electromagnetic radiation significantly hamper our ability to clearly observe the cosmos from our home planet. Speaking of which, Robert out there said that uh, the stars have notably been absent, and uh, I did notice it. But I got to tell you what, I took the dog for a walk late last night because, you know, it's Vegas and it's hot and you can't really do it in the daytime. So I usually take the dog for a walk between 10, 10 p.m. and midnight, somewhere right around there. And so we were we were on a walk last night and I was looking at the sky. And of course, the stars are back. Uh, it's weird. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. It's it, clearly it's not cloud cover because I would you'd be able to see it. I don't know. I don't know. Something's up. Something's up. I think Robert's right. Somebody stole the stars for a minute and then they gave them back because the stars are back. I, I can only find three for quite some time, several days at least. And now, well, the stars are back. So anyway, here we go. Uh, ba ba In the case of radio telescopes, the moon is an especially tantalizing choice for an observatory. On Earth, scientists are unable to blah, blah. Okay, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. You get it. All right. So they're, they're putting some funding toward this to actually maybe decide to maybe build this observatory on the far side of the moon good good science is good looking out into the cosmos is good maybe we can find galactus before he eats the planet that would be amazing right uh let's continue uh, republicworld.com yeah that's right that's right here we go earth to evolve into another supercontinent in 200 million years Here's what scientists say. Hell yeah, right? Uh, Geologists who have studied the evolution of Earth for over decades have modeled a new deep future view for the planet. Uh, Deep future. That needs to be a t-shirt also. As per the new study, the Earth could further evolve to convert the scattered continents into two massive supercontinents, roughly 200 to 300 million years from now. The Earth started to grow about 4.56 billion years ago, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So here we go. Two possible scenarios. Now, a study conducted on the climatic effects of Earth's tectonics, rotation rate and isolation has explored two possible scenarios, out of which one is the formation of a supercontinent at low latitudes. This means the continents at the equator could gather to form a giant landmass called Arica. Oh, there's another. There's another. Arica. Instead of Marica, Arica. This means the continents at the equator could gather to form a giant landmass called Arica. Yep. Uh, and let's see. Uh, but, 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 well, the other continents in the northern hemisphere could be pushed further upward to form an, uh, another supercontinent in, on the North Pole called Amasia, A-M-A-S-I-A. However, this this sounds very Orwellian, doesn't it? Uh, Oceania and, uh, yeah, right? Anyway, however, the geologists also predicted that the Antarctic subcontinent would remain where it is due to the stark differences in mean surface temperatures. The study also expected that the formation of Arica could hugely impact the topography of the planet. No shit, Sherlock. In other news, yeah, Robert's got it right, spying on us from the moon, right? Yeah, the, there's the uh, there's the, the worst part. Uh, the, 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 that, wouldn't that be hilarious? They build it, and it's facing Earth, this radio telescope, and we're like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Anyway, all right, I digress. Uh, we are live. You guys want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. Actually, it's still broken because I forgot to fix it. Uh, and there you go. There's the Discord link that I'm going to. Yeah. Here we go. Let's get that. If you haven't joined the Discord, there it is. There's your Discord link. Okay. Anyway, uh, let us keep on trucking, shall we? This is from Fortune.com. And yes, yes, this is what's happening. This is what the <clears throat> pandemic has done to the French Riviera. Yeah, you guessed it. Uh, an eyesore. An armada of ghostly cruise ships is clogging the Italian Riviera. And locals are fed up. Oh, Italian, not French. Sorry. Italian Riviera. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, there are some in Italy who say the panorama of uh, blah, blah. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, there's, there's, there's your photograph, right? And it's just nothing but boats in this thing. Uh, for the last year and a half, there's been a new edition of Dominating the View. Three massive coastal cruise ships, uh, yeah, coastal cruises, coastal cruises ships are packed 
Uh, parked pluck in the center of the gulf motors running lights on and with small crews aboard the ghost vessels are victims of the dramatic blow that struck the cruise ship industry when the coronavirus pandemic marooned from sector uh marooned the sector from tokyo to miami and they are not popular with locals they're an eyesore uh, tania kalenda a la spezia based art curator who runs the culture organization 16 arts and more told fortune we have such a beautiful coastline marred by these massive ships they've been part of our view now for a year and a half everyone's tired of having them here and there you go you can see it right there in the photograph Um, aside from the unfortunate carpenter's crack that ends up right square in the middle we have these ships that are just parked out there in the middle of the riviera and yes well what can you do i mean uh yeah uh this is again this is right unfortunate and just the way the world works um so there we go Anyway, speaking of climate catastrophe, (laughs) yeah, here we go. In case you don't have eco-anxiety well enough, let's talk about the eco-anxiety that's been happening forever on the planet. Yes, that's right. Uh, From SciTech Daily, volcanic winter, ever-present threat of catastrophic supervolcano eruptions revealed. Dun, dun, dun. More volcanoes. More politicizing volcanoes. Here we go. Curtain scientists are part of an international research team that studied an ancient supervolcano in Indonesia and found that such volcanoes remain active and hazardous for thousands of years after a super eruption, prompting the need to rethink how these potentially catastrophic events are predicted. Right? Okay. Quote, gaining an understanding of these lengthy dormant periods will determine what we look for in young active supervolcanoes to help us predict future eruptions. And interestingly, there's been a lot of news in the last several days. Uh, I think probably the last two uh, news shows we did something on volcanoes because it just keeps popping up in the news. So it makes you wonder, right? What do they know? <laughs> what do they know that maybe we don't know? I, I don't know. But but I do know that this keeps popping up into the news cycle in the last uh, maybe 10 days or so. So, uh, yeah, Robert says Yellowstone will super erupt eventually. And I think, I think yeah, I think that's the thing here. Um, and this this is actually climate change, guys. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the way it happens, right? And when a super volcano blows, just speaking strictly in terms of climate and not all the rest of it, uh, you could have like a snap ice age because right you put all this particulates in the air uh from the volcano and it blocks out the sun and yeah we freeze and yeah that's just the way it goes right so so uh naturally earth has its own um well anyway uh, i digress uh let's see super eruptions are among the most catastrophic catastrophic events in earth's history venting tremendous amounts of uh, amounts of magma almost instantaneously they can impact global climate to the point of tipping the earth into a volcanic winter which is an abnormally cold period that may result in widespread famine and population disruption or otherwise known as the great great reset and yes uh, learning how super super volcanoes work is important for understanding the future threat of an inevitable super eruption which happened once about every 17,000 years so there it is Uh, yeah Um, I don't know other than well climate alarmism is alive and well it's alive and well and um, so uh, I don't know what do you guys think does this scare you are you worried who's scared out there is anybody scared? 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. And, uh, yeah, super is the new word now, I guess. Super, super climate alarmism. Yes. All right, let's continue, shall we? Let us continue. Yeah, here we go. This is a, let's, a, let's get out of the climate catastrophe phase, and let's get into uh, birds swearing. ScienceAlert.com. These Australian ducks can learn to swear like people, and biologists are excited. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Uh, you, let's see. You wouldn't miss one of Australia's musk ducks if you saw it. The name comes from the musky smell the ducks waft around during the breeding season, and the males 
animals have a large black lobe below their bill. But if the musk, uh, musk duck you're hanging out with is called Ripper, the other dead giveaway is swearing with human words. For animal researchers, this is an exciting find, and new research has looked into how few of these particular species of duck ended up with that trait. Acquiring vocalizations by learning them from other individuals is only known from a limited number of animal groups, said uh, ethologists Karen Ten Kate and Peter Fuligar in their new paper. Here we provide evidence for vocal learning in a member of a basal clade of the avian phylo- phylogeny, the Australian musk duck. Yes. One duck, Ripper, was hand-reared at the Tin, oh goodness, Tind Binbilla Nature Reserve southwest of Australia's capital, Canberra, back in the 80s. And he learned how to remarkably imitate the sound of a slamming door, as well as a phrase that sounds a lot like, you bloody fool. All right. How, how Ripper ended up learning this particularly Australian phrase is unknown to the researchers, although they believe it was likely something his caretaker would say, and the bird learned to repeat it. So here we go. Here's Ripper the Musk Duck saying, you bloody fool. Ah, damn it. Is it not coming through? Oh, that's amazing. Hold on. Ah, shit. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. That was, that was, uh, does that mean my music didn't play to start the show today? Uh, Okay, anyway. Uh, I guess I screwed it all up. Anyway, we're going to start this over because apparently you guys didn't hear it. This is Ripper the Duck saying, you bloody fool. Sorry about that. My uh, buttons were, but anyway, we're fixed. Action. You bloody fool. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. Whoa, whoa. Hey, stop, stop squawking at me you dirty duck all right these australian ducks can learn to swear and uh this one apparently his name is ripper and he says you bloody fool you bloody fool yes and uh not only that the it it said it several times and i think that indeed is what it's saying i don't think this is uh our, our mind tricking us into believing uh well anything other than this duck is saying you bloody fool and of course that's amazing because well that means you could teach them to Say other things. <laughs> Say other things. But yeah, uh, there it is. You bloody fool. You bloody fool. Okay, music played fine. Thank you. Gotcha. And basically, I have. It's a very complex sound setup, and if I have one thing mistuned, misaligned, yeah, things break. So anyway, uh, there you go. You bloody fool, Mike. Let's continue. Let's continue, shall we? This is from SciTech Daily. Yep. Uh, now this is weird. New realm of unnuclear physics neutrons may actually talk to one another in a new kind of symmetry mm, weird that's super weird yeah uh, even though neutrons love to partner with protons to make the nucleus of an atom the particles have always been notorious for the reluctance to bind with each other but according to a new proposed theory these particles might communicate under cer- certain circumstances forming a new sort of unparticle Uh-oh, doesn't that sound like it's from a comic book? The unparticle, which could offer evidence of a new kind of symmetry in physics. Uh, Damthan Sun, yep, that's what it says. The university professor of physics at the University of Chicago laid out the argument in a study published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which he co-authored with Hans Werner Hammer. Holy smackerel. That, that's got to be the two names, best names ever in the same paper. Uh, of the Technical University of Darmstadt in Germany. One more time. That's Dam Than Sun and Hans Werner Hammer. Bam. I tell you what. The new study was inspired by an idea first proposed in 2007 by Harvard University professor Howard Georgie, who suggested that there could be a phenomenon beyond our traditional idea of matter. Quote, everything surrounds us is made out of particles, a localized dot in space that can carry energy. But his idea was that in nature, maybe there could be something that carries energy, but is less crisp and more fuzzy, said Sun. He played uh, playfully called this concept an unparticle. 
Hmm. Do we have the, the, uh, it surrounds us and binds us, right? Do we have the force in action here? Do we have Yoda actually showing up and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. This is a little bit strange and uh, who knows? The Unparticle. Like I said, it sounds like it should be in a Marvel comic and um, the Silver Surfer stops the Unparticle from destroying the solar system. Yes, maybe. But uh, I don't know. Antimatter or who knows what the hell's going on. I have no idea. I'm not smart enough to even wrap my my, uh, my, my head around this at all, but uh, I am smart enough to know when you say Unparticle. It makes me think of comic books. But okay, let us continue, shall we? Uh, here we go. More, more, more. There it is. You bloody fool, Mike. Let's continue. Space.com says this. Primordial black holes may flood the universe. Could one hit Earth? Ooh. Ooh, that's rough, isn't it? That's rough. All right. So, let's see. Uh, as we've talked about, primordial black holes are maybe bowling ball basketball size is what they've told us. And uh, they're right small, huge mass because, well, black holes have gigantic mass signatures. And, well, they're supposedly floating all over the universe. All right, which means that we have these dangerous things uh, just kind of floating around, right? So let's see. Yeah, could one of these prim primordial black holes hit the Earth? Well, they're, they're considering the fact that they may, right? Black holes sound pretty scary, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so in the early universe was a wild, complex time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you need some pretty extreme conditions to form black holes, blah, blah, blah. We all know all this stuff, no big deal. Uh, stars went around the first seconds of the universe. Blah, get cut, cut to the chase article. Uh, the thing about processes in the early universe is that if there's some sort of exotic mechanism that can generate black holes, it's not going to make a few of them. It's going to flood the universe with them. In fact, there might be enough primordial black holes roaming the universe to explain at least a portion of dark matter, the mysterious substance that accounts for over 80% of all matter in the cosmos. Let's say a whole bunch of small black holes are swarming the cosmos, as presented in a paper recently published by the preprint database ARXIV. What would happen to them? Thankfully, black holes aren't 100% black, and they lose mass through Hawking radiation, the complex quantum mechanical process at the black hole event horizon that allows some particles and radiation to escape. The smaller they are, the faster they lose mass. Black holes lose less than roughly 100... Oh, wait, black holes less than roughly 100 million tons, slightly larger than the typical asteroid, will lose about half their mass within the current age of the universe because of the way Hawking radiation works. Black holes that are bigger than that will only lose a small fraction of their mass. Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. So would one of these things hit Earth is, is the whole point of this paper, right? So uh, what would happen if an asteroid uh, mass black hole were to hit Earth? In short, yep, you guessed it, catastrophe catastrophe. The black hole would puncture our planet's surface like a hot knife through butter, but it would immediately begin to slow down because of its gravitational interaction with Earth. Any atom or molecule or person intersecting the event horizon at the boundary of the black hole beyond which nothing, not even light, can escape would simply slip away from the known universe, never to be seen again. Enter the Unparticle and Silver Surfer to save the day. Yeah, thankfully, according to calculations in the paper, the chances of a black hole settling in Earth's core are rather minimal. Black holes are just too fast. On the other hand, the intersection of our planet with a black hole would lead to another unpleasant reality, heating. Uh-oh, more climate alarmism, guys. During its passage through Earth, the black hole would accrete matter, and that accretion would generate heat, the same heat that powers galactic galactic nuclei. See? Now we're getting to comic books. This is hot. The impact of an asteroid mass black hole would end up releasing about the same amount of energy as the impact of a kilometer-wide asteroid. You know, like the dinosaur killer. Uh, anyway, so there we go. More comic book thoughts and uh, science papers. And if you guys want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Or, well, until I fix it, how about right here? There you go. There you go. Join the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. No demon videos this time. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's more. Let us continue. Uh, we got a couple more here. All right. So uh, just in case 
just in case we haven't had enough climate alarmism for the day. Oh yeah, yeah, you, that that demon video. Well, yeah, crawling. Uh, it's an old one. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't pull it up. It's in the Discord. If you want, uh, if you want to get what uh, what Forties uh, is saying there in the chat, there's a, a video of uh, this person-like thing crawling on all fours outside in in the darkness it's uh, it's creepy as hell yeah but anyway it's in it's in the discord and it's old so that's why i think it was 2009 when that was taken it's just resurfacing um so anyway let's get back to this here we go this is uh livescience.com and yep you guessed it more climate change except well they don't call it that because you can't politicize this one so much an internet apocalypse could ride to earth with the next solar storm new research warns no shit, Sherlock. Uh, the underwater cables that connect nations could go offline for months, the study warns. There you go. There's your internet, guys. There's your internet. Gone forever. Well, let's say not forever. Gone for months. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes even a century or so, the wind escalates into a full-blown solar storm. And as new research presented at the SIGCOM 2021 Data Communications Conference warns, the results of such extreme space weather could be catastrophic to our modern way of life. Dun, dun, dun. In short, a severe solar storm could plunge the world into an internet apocalypse that keeps large swaths of society offline for weeks or months at a time. Sangeetha Abdu Joyothi, yeah, I did it, an assistant professor at the University of California, Irvine, wrote in a new research paper. The paper has yet to appear in a peer-reviewed journal. Ah, oh, well, what can you do? Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. What really got me thinking about this was that the pandemic was how we saw unprepared the world was. No shit. What have we been saying all along? All along, long before this. We were talking about swine flu and all kinds of things and saying, hey, by the way, if something escapes, so I don't know, wink, wink from a lab or something, what kind of catastrophe could we have? These these clowns are not the only ones. So nice of scientists to think in hindsight. Wow, we weren't really prepared for shit, were we? Yeah, congratulations, science. Uh, yeah, anyway, so there we go. Uh, so this individual said uh, our infrastructure is not prepared for a large scale solar event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, just like we've been saying all along. Like th we have this illusion of being safe. Though reality is this planet is just waiting to do something terrible to us, right? I'm just saying, if you want real climate alarmism, look into that super volcano shit. All right. Anyway, so uh, there you go. If uh, you guys seen that, that one, that South Park where they lose the internet, where the internet goes down and everybody's like traveling to California because there's a... Uh, the, the rumor is there's, they have internet in California, and so they finally get there, and there's this huge refugee camp, and all the people are there, like, waiting for, like, this one internet terminal that actually works, and so, so they're, like, they're, they're like uh, everybody's, like, lining up to get their, like, um, to, you know, uh, 30, what was it? It's, like, super small. You get, like, five or seven minutes or something, so, like, everybody's lining up to go watch, like, five minutes of porn. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. If you haven't seen that South Park, it's pretty funny. They travel to California. Uh, yeah, all right, here we go. Here's another one. This is from uh, the Jerusalem Post, and um, let us continue, shall we? <laughs> let us continue, shall we? And uh, yes, Israel police hunting for six Palestinian prisoners who tunneled out of jail. Tunneled out of jail. Watch this. Check this out. See this dude? This guy, we get these, uh, we get these amazing folks that just show up and... Uh, they want us to be famous, uh, which I made a bad joke about. But, uh, yeah, I think I can just, yeah, I think I can just smash the bot. Yeah, look at that. Uh, ban. Oh, later. <laughs> Banned. All right. So, yeah, uh, police suspect that uh, one of the high security prisoners serving life sentences is former Fatah commander Zakaria Zubid. I don't even know how to say any of these words. A massive manhunt is underway for six Palestinian prisoners who escaped from the Gilboa prison in Israel's north using a tunnel. Quote, overnight, we received a number of reports about suspicious figures in agricultural fields and from the prison service, which discovered very quickly that prisoners were missing from the cells and that six escaped police spokesman eli levy said 
uh, police, the Shin Bet, the Israeli uh, Israel Security Agency, border police, and troops from two IDF companies, as well as special forces, are taking part in the manhunt and have placed some 200 roadblocks throughout the country to catch the escapees. Security forces are also utilizing special units in the search involving dogs and aerial support. Quote, our goal is to catch and arrest them, as long as there's a possibility that they are in Israel, he said. And of course, if they left Israel, well, it's somebody else's problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's somebody else's problem. Anyway, uh, very much back to Shawshank uh, and digging a whole lot of prison. Well, apparently, yeah, it, it's uh, alive and well, and here we are. Uh, so let's uh, let's wrap this up with this last one. Back to CNN, the most trusted source of news. Yes, all right. Uh, and this is this is horrific, and this is the world we live in, and this is why uh, I like to point these things out because, well, this is uh, exactly we're told that we're we live in a safe society. We're told the police keep us safe. We're told, you know, and you know me, I don't hate police. I'm not so obtuse to think that all police are bad because, well, they're not. They're just not. Uh, it's like saying any other, uh, you know, subcategory of people or professions are bad, right? Sounds pretty bigoted to me. But anyway, so I digress. Here we go. This is from CNN. South Carolina attorney shot in the head three months after his wife and son were killed. Now, uh, again, now, now notably, check this out. South Carolina attorney. So what's going on with this, right? There's something here that's just really, really, really um, nefarious. All right. Uh, A prominent South Carolina attorney says he was shot Saturday, according to law enforcement, about three months after he discovered the bodies of his wife and son shot dead outside the family's home, deepening the mystery surrounding their unsolved murders. Uh, Alex Murdaugh, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, who comes from a long line of influential South Carolina lawyers and prosecutors, uh, called 911 and reported he was shot early afternoon Saturday on a road in Hampton County, according to a statement from the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, spokesperson Tommy Crosby. Murdaugh was taken to a hospital in Savannah, Georgia, where he was treated for a superficial gunshot wound to the head, the statement said. At this time, no arrests have been made, the statement said. How do you get a superficial gunshot wound to the head? That's pretty lucky, I guess. Uh, CNN affiliates WCSC and WCIV reported Jim Griffin, Murdaugh's attorney, said he was told by family members Murdaugh was changing a tire when he was shot. Griffin told WCIV a vehicle had passed Murdaugh and turned around when someone shot him him cnn has reached out to griffin for additional details but has not heard back so we have clearly some yeah this is sick this is uh this is this is a hit on somebody's family and they're not done and well he's a prosecutor he's a notable prosecutor in uh, south carolina and this is the world we live in folks it is not the safe world they tell us it isn't right again like i said there's this illusion there's this illusion we're supposed to live in where bad people don't exist all right Except for climate, except for, right? Except for the things they want us to believe, like the um, <clears throat> the pandemic. Like, there are some the scary, scary things. But, right, it's not people. Well, unless they're the other kind of people, the people that voted for the other guy. Then it's those people, you see? This is my point. Yeah, don't call the cops. They don't respond quite as fast as you know what I'm going to say, but I won't say it because people will call me crazy. But anyway, so as we finish, we're about done here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Robert says, I'd move far away from there if I were him. Hell yeah. And I'd change my name and exactly probably get plastic surgery and, you know, wear a mask from my forehead to my chin, all that stuff. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to hang around for that. And that that's the worst part, right? They've already killed his family and now clearly uh, they're after him. And so... Like I said, it's a it's a scary world out there, and there's some scary people that are doing some nefarious things, and this is one of those situations. So, yeah, rough, 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 rough. Um, so, okay, as we finish, you guys know the drill. We've got uh, more uh, Troubled Minds coming at you at about 7 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we're going to be doing, I don't I have no idea. I don't know. What do we do tonight? Anybody got any suggestions? I have no idea. I've got about a uh, little less than three hours to figure it out. So, there's that. Uh, so anyway, uh, if uh, that's what's going on, if you guys are uh, loving the show and loving the, the work we do here at Troubled Minds, because it's not just me, it's a, lots of us. There's lots of people that share articles. There's people that call into the show. It's us. It's becoming a nuts thing, and I appreciate it quite a lot. Uh, if you if you want to help and you want to help the show and us and me and every everybody else involved in this uh, grow just a little bit more, just spread the word. If you want to help support the show, you can sub up right here on Twitch. You can uh, sub up on Rock 
Finn. Wish I can get you a link for that. And uh, yeah, we've had uh, several subs over the weekend. Thank you to Derek. Thank you to Jay. Thank you to Matt. Uh, thank you to Sherry. Thank you to um, AJ Dare. Thank you to uh, James Salcedo. I think that's all six. Did I say six? I think that's all of them that have subbed up to Rockfin. But that's the deal. Uh, that's where we're moving to Rockfin. So if you guys want to help uh, support the show. And who said, Matt said, by the way, he said, uh, after I subbed up to Rockfin, I noticed there's a, a, some really sweet stuff on there as well. Because you get the uh, all of the, what you call it, all of the um, uh, all, all the premium content from the entire site. It's not just Troubled Minds. So let's see. Uh, here we go. Let's get this. Just going to drop this out there. Thank you to Robert again for getting us hooked up with Rockfin and sending a nice email to set everything up. And, well, here we are. Here is the link. There you go. If you want to uh, support the show, simple as that. It's 10 bucks a month and you don't only get access to troubled minds. You get access to uh, the premium content of everybody on the Rockfin website. Jimmy Dore is there. Uh, Abby Martin, uh, Michael Tracy, uh, Crow 777, uh, Sam Tripoli and his 10 or 20 podcasts. I don't know if that dude, that dude does more than me uh but anyway point being is that uh, there's a lot of really good shit there if you want to support the show that's the way you do it and uh we are just about done so like i said uh, ideas on a show tonight i'm taking them if you guys haven't joined the discord please do pop in there and say hi meet the good people of the discord and uh here is that link as well and uh, I don't know, ideas, ideas. I'll just dig through the news and find more news. Maybe we do some uh, some weirdness. Uh, uh, Robert says a lot of paranormal creators on Rockfin too. Yep, there you go. Crow seven 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 is a good one. Um, so so anyway, uh, there it is. You guys are into this. You guys know where to find us and what to do. So we're finished. Trouble Wines News. I'm Michael Strange. I'm me. You're you. Together we're us, and uh, we're gonna keep on trucking, keep on doing this. You can't stop us. You can only hope to contain us. And there it is. So let's play some outro and say thank you to the folks i said thank you to the folks that subbed up to rockfin already but let's do everybody else the people that have subbed up to twitch and uh patreon and all the rest of that stuff oops that's not what we want we want this let's go here we want this this is let's see uh twitch subs thank you to aj dare alien nichan bailey gibby 21888 dark devious 40s am ident jf jay from new york large marge noble cal l not the golf channel quint 67 rohan stinky carnival super Vike one satan claws patreon supporters which are changing because some of these folks are moving over to rock fan but alien nichan axel steel cole dark devious Dwayne dibley james salcedo jay up johnson matt sal and penny thank you guys very much for hanging out with us and uh there's more coming more trouble minds 7 p.m pacific if you love the show spread the word and uh thanks again for spending your time with us i know you could be doing a million other things see you in a little less than three hours everybody have a fantastic monday afternoon more troubled minds coming at you soon time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details